Oh, we're recording now. Yes, we are. Oh, so we're live. This is what episode eighteen. Yeah. Yeah, episode eighteen. I think my first appearance. <laughs> Sounds first appearance <laughs> after eighteen episodes. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. Live in the flesh. Yeah, this is the Just Tape podcast with your hosts, uh, myself Remy, myself Sands. Now you're looking all bulked out, you know. You're very wedge. <laughs> a long way to go. Nah, nah you're, do, you're doing you're doing some some madness. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. Where's the tea from? The tea is from Awake. Awake NY. Oh shit! You're on the Instagram brands, yeah? They're not not an Instagram brand. They're not. What's an Instagram brand? A brand that that like promotes some markets its products on Instagram. I guess. And, yeah. I guess so. But I was... Do you know about Awake? It's I don't like, think um, so, no. It was founded by Angelo Barquet, who used to be the creative director of Supreme. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I need to check that out. <laughs> yeah. How do you spell his name, Barquet? B-A-Q-E. Q-U-E. Barquet Supreme. Angelo Barquet. Mm-hmm. He looks like um, Don C. I think he's um, Ecuadorian. I think. He looks like Don C. <laughs> oh, yeah, he stepped down in 2017. Mm. He worked at Stussy as well. Mm. That's cold. Yeah, I was listening to an interview with him <coughs> a while ago. But um, I saw someone with like an awake jumper, and I didn't know the brand at that time. And I was like, it just immediately caught my eye. I immediately thought it was hard. Yeah. And then started looking into it more. And I saw they had these tees. And I liked them. So I just got like a couple. I like a three it. actually. Um, yeah. I like yeah. it and I like the jeans. The jeans look hard. <laughs> so I got these jeans to match that, <laughs> that denim jacket from TK Maxx. <laughs> what denim jacket? Um, oh, Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! Now these jeans look hard. Not like I'm really appreciating them and the belt. Where are these jeans from? These jeans are from. I can't remember. I bought them online. I was looking for an exact match for that denim jacket because I wanted to wear double denim with the the charcoal grey. Yeah. Um. So I was looking for an exact match. So I just googled like Calvin Klein. I I, f- I found the name of the like model of the jacket. Yeah. And then I googled like the jeans with the same name, and then yeah, I came across these, and then yeah, I got them. I, I'm seriously appreciating them. <laughs> I like the denim. That's that some real shit, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're hard. Yeah, they're the first pair of jeans I really appreciated in a minute, actually. To be fair, you're giving me Saint Laurent, Saint Laurent vibes. <laughs> yeah. So that's 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 our that's our drip check. <laughs> <laughs> Pass the drip check, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Done now. Yeah, and you got the Yeezys. I don't know what uh, seven hundred Venters or some shit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they are seven hundred. Yeah, yeah. V two, V two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As I said, like, <coughs> yeah, these are my favorite trainers for a long time, and then obviously I couldn't afford them for a while because they were like reselling for like, I don't know, I can't remember like three hundred something like that. Yeah, but then eventually I got them. I think I got them for like hundred and eighty, so it was pretty good. That is decent. Yeah. Yeah, they, I don't know. They might have went down in price after the V threes and stuff came out, but yeah. I haven't seen the V threes. Mm, yeah, they're kind of like they're they're kind of like slip ons, but they got 
uh, laces, but you can't tie up the laces. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Let me have a look. I didn't like them when I saw like when I saw the when I saw them online. Oh, these new ones. Yeah, yeah they're a little bit funky. They are a little bit, <laughs> a bit funky. <laughs> but I saw a couple of people wearing them, and I was like, actually, yeah. And then they're kind of hard. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, the Awake one, I just appreciate it because it's like a t-shirt that says Awake on it. I think that's so hard. Like, There's a lot of brands like that make t-shirts and they might have like words or messages that are in some way negative. But this is just like Awake. It's like, it's very, it's very refreshing to like see a t-shirt with that on it and like to let that be part of what you're doing every day, every time you wear it. All right, so there's this tea I wanted you to see. I was going to send it to you earlier. Mm. But I think this is one of the hardest tees. Like, the graphic design is so dope. Say no to fentanyl. So this is funny because you said awake. And I was, the first thing that came to my mind is just what you just said. Mm. Like, about, you know, negative stuff. And uh, technically, as soon as someone sees that fent, the fent tee, like... But the message is a true message. Mm. And it, it, it gets you. It's more, it's more gripping. I just like the way the different um fonts and yeah. like yeah 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 and, and and the actual graphic that's blasi that's um blasi's work you know um technically for no jumper yeah mm. yeah yeah it's cold i like it from like the like the graph like what you're saying the graphic perspective is dope he also did a perk 30 jersey back in the day <laughs> <laughs> what, what is fentanyl i don't actually know what it is you know what fent is so no. they use it to cut like i think coke it's what um, what's his name? I think there's RRP. a song about that I've been listening to recently. I'm done. R.I.P. Um, what's that rapper called? Matt Miller. Yeah. Oh, was he? He died off and I believe they yeah they caught. Swear. Yeah, they caught his coat with Fent. Damn. Because the thing is, Fent can kill just like in one. You don't have to even do a lot of it. Just yeah, like that, and you don't know whether someone's cut it with Fent or not. Like. Damn. What, like you OD or something? Would people take it like f for recreation? People do do that, but it's like Fent is so strong, you can just die from just like a small. Yeah. So you, you don't know when it could be your day to, yeah. Damn. Like in a, in Canada, they were selling that shit for real, for real on the streets. Like, mm. and people really dying on the streets. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, they have, they have a real, real issue with Fent. Mm. Damn. But uh, yeah, the Perk 30 jersey, um, R.I.P. Juice World, he he wore that famously, mm. and that that got it to sell a lot. The mm. Thirty Jersey. Yeah, what did Juice World pass of? O.D. I believe so. I don't know much about him to be honest. Me neither. Uh, R.I.P. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here, yeah. This is a uh, Pilot Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Just take podcast. Hundred. <laughs> yep. Oh, you talk about... I guess mostly we're talking about fashion now, these days, men's fashion. Yeah, yeah. Music. Yeah. As well. Videography. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when, we were, when we were in the other in the other room, it was it was such a different vibe. I can't lie. What, today? Oh, yeah. In the other room. Um, it felt more more radio-y. Yeah, <laughs> I felt Yeah, I felt like I was talking to Zane Lowe. Yeah, that's all, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was saying, I felt like Zane, though. I watched um, 
for the first time, like fully, Kanye's interview is saying no. Okay, he's on like three, right? I didn't know that. The 2013 one. Where he's wearing like a green bomber jacket in the studio. I think it's Abbey Road. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just <laughs> after um, Yeezus came out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's when like, he said a lot of stuff in that one. That was very um, like impactful at the time. He was, yeah, actually like he was even, it was a step further in terms of like confidence from that Sway interview. Mm-hmm. Because the Sway interview was like <coughs> two years before. Sway? Um, I thought it was like a similar period. No. Because um, after that, basically before the Sway interview, I remember he had his, um, thing, I think it was called like Donda, mm. his collection before Yeezy. Mm. And he'd already had it was the Red Octobers. He didn't have a, a deal with um, Adidas yet. Yeah, they were still Nike, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. Whereas um, after Yeezus, like, he hadn't done Jesus with the Sway interview. Are you sure? I swear he had. The whole thing and the p- tour performances, I don't believe. The Sway where he's like, you don't have the answers. That one. Yeah. I don't think he'd done I it. think it was the same period. Because he had the Breakfast Club interview as well and it was kind of similar vibes. Well, he was a completely different Kanye and the questions he was being asked were more about his music than his attitude towards fashion. Yeah. It seemed like... By the time Jesus came around, he was like so in tune with like what the fuck he was doing. You didn't get fucked about like explaining it to people because he was really with Kim, really doing this shit. And like season one, two, three were on the way. And yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't remember like the timeline <clears throat> in terms of like when the Yeezy like line came through. Yeah. But I remember there was that period where he was just very frustrated, like, and. I think I feel like it was definitely the Sway interview and all of that. But it was like, yeah, interesting to like see someone in the process of breaking through that wall and then actually doing it. Yeah. And now we've got all of that, like to look back on that story in real life. It's a bit. I feel like uh, Kanye might go down as the greatest, like right now, if he was to die today. Greatest. God forbid. Greatest in terms of. In so much, because like, I. When you talk about someone um, as a renaissance man, mm. breaking down doors, visionary, and having the confidence to not listen when people say no or you can't do this, mm-hmm. and like when you really deep the things he's been able to actually accomplish, mm-hmm. it is fiction. Like you shouldn't actually be allowed to do that and move like that. Mm-hmm. I know people compare Pharrell and Kanye because they're confident black men and they're rich celebrities and successful, whatever. And they make music. They're musicians at the end of the day. But their roots and journeys have been very different. Mm. People expect, not people expected like, um, they see, because Pharrell is more calm. So it's always been, before Kanye got this successful, a lot of people used to say like, oh, but Pharrell did it. Why can't you be like, like Pharrell? If you just toned it down more, you'd be able to, you know, Mm. But his Kanye kept true to himself the entire time, mm-hmm. like from producing, being around Dame Dash and like the gangster rappers of um, Rockefeller, mm-hmm. and like not feeling accepted, like being able to be around like the Talib, Talib Kwalees and people like that, and most deaths, and like really be around those people, and like the, the care and time he puts into like his art, the production. The music videos, 
then to do the fashion on top of that and like knowing that that was his aim from like a young child and he still has dreams and he's been able to accomplish all these things. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I feel like I do get the comparison between Pharrell and Kanye just because of their approach to the whole like way they conducted themselves in hip hop at that time. Like they both brought like that kind of like like focus on creativity and like being yourself and not following the trend and really championing their own style yeah. more than I feel like they did that more than anyone else. Yeah, especially sure. as producers and they got similarities with doing clothes and babe and all that kind of stuff too. But when it comes to like what Kanye has done, I feel like no one's really holding a candle to like no no one can really compete with that. Like he is like levels above like what really anyone else has achieved. I suppose in our whole generation. This is what I'm saying. Like almost like pretty much globally, I think. Like this is what I'm yeah. this is what I'm saying because there are so many people like saying that. when you think of like all the creative designers, like it's a it's a really huge job and effort and like congrats to them. Hats off to them because it's a life it's a life journey. You're dedicating your life to this one thing. Mm. But Kanye is so talented and so unique. His like life is dedicated to so many mediums of art. Mm. And he's able to do them successfully mm. and have a family at the same time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and he's not even 50 years old. Mm. I, I don't, I, I've, I don't know. I, I haven't been using the word talent like recently. I feel like it's more like about belief. Like if you just really believe that you can do it and you don't let anyone stop you, then you can do it. I feel like, but yeah, like I feel like he, de he has he definitely has that. Like <laughs> even from like, obviously like not undoubtedly has that, like even from, watching the genius documentaries it's like clear yeah. from the beginning it's like a lot of thanks to donda as well yeah for instilling that belief in him that he could yeah. be as big and successful as he wanted to be mm. literally mm. no no, no compromise yeah 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 his mom loved him so much and like man that's crazy his art and yeah like yeah this is yeah yeah it's deep <laughs> it's deep i've said before like that that relationship between that mother and child right there that one relationship yeah like look how much that's impacted the entire, entire world. world yeah because it's like off that one relationship it's like so like strong and all of that and now look at what kanye's done and like yeah it's, it's crazy when you think about it like that and he be talking about like stuff that his dad is doing in the world as well like mm. despite his parents like having like split up when he was really young apparently like when he was like months old oh so yeah yeah his like the water thing his dad was doing the water thing i think i have no idea oh is it the water in colombia or some shit i can't remember i can't remember yeah, like some it, water purification thing and uh dominican republic sorry yeah 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 yeah, sounds yeah, right. yeah 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 like stuff like that you can tell it's it's in, it's in his genes i guess like, yeah to care about people and communicate and want to reach out and say things that say and do things that's not the norm mm. like mm. that society wouldn't necessarily go out of their way to do and mm. talk about and think like mm. and like like it's crazy because it's like even the like i guess partly a subjective i mean is it really subjective but it's like the albums like you have at least I can't know, like at least four or five classics yeah in there yeah so he's already at the top of the <laughs> the top of the game when it comes to music and that's both rapping and producing yeah and then in clothes as well like I've said before, like Yeezy, the, the Yeezy uh, boots and the Yeezy boosts are like two of my favorite pieces of footwear. So it's like, 
or, or actually my two favorite pieces of footwork not even some of like my two favorite pieces of <laughs> so <laughs> he's like the top of that as well in terms of design yeah and then being able to do that after facing all of the the block like the blocks the barricades that you had to break through it's crazy and like um the reverence people have for him as a producer everyone knows the legend like <laughs> I, how many beats a, a day um for like was that three summers or five summers yeah five beats a day for three like, summers yeah everyone knows that pierre knows that like <laughs> people 20 years younger than him are coming up like i want to be exactly like kanye mm. like yeah he's he's got this magnetism to him like whether he's what he says people care about like or dislike he's still him and it's like it's crazy having grown up with this person in our lives mm -hmm. this entire time and that genius documentary was so like he's almost like a disney character at this point it, 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 it generally feels like that like mm -hmm. he's like so so fantasy based like just the way he just maneuvers through life <laughs> like and continues to be in our headspace yeah, yeah and like impact our daily lives consistently mm. Mm. like yeah yeah that's a real modern day uh, renaissance man for real yeah yeah <laughs> like sneaker sneaker culture has changed uh i guess because of not because of kanye initially now because of kanye yeah but i feel like it was like i was saying um the other day with goldie Bari and um, fucking Virgil. <laughs> what, what about? They changed the sneaker culture game, the streetwear game. Life as we know it. Mm. I'm, not sure, I'm not sure. Do you remember going to Crep City in um near Bon near Tottenham? Yeah, Tottenham yeah. Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were selling like off white and stuff. I think they were selling like hard to find sneakers, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was like Supreme 98 days so this was just before V-Loan took off like with the um, Air Force Ones yeah yeah this was a good year before that's the last time that prices were at a reasonable decent <laughs> amount like literally the, the most expensive pair of trainers you could get that were like J's or something like a Supreme Nike collab mm. Two hundred pounds was a fucking lot of money. That was like stretching it, unless you were going for like some, I don't know, Supreme phone posits. Mm. Like I don't know where you'd be finding them, like in Japan or on eBay or some <laughs> shit. Yeah, but like then I'm, I'm like, you wouldn't have the masses paying grands essentially. Mm, yeah, hundred. But that was 2016. Fast forward six years. People in the masses are paying grands mm -hmm. for trainers on a at an absurd rate. Would you put that down to Virgil and Bari or any or something else? It started with that. It genuinely started. I didn't see any yeah yeah like launch quote unquote launch pad, and from there it just it just didn't stop because the fashion houses took took note of it. It's the same way like um. As soon as people saw uh, Kim Jones collab, um, the LV Supreme one, if you see the, like the um, business community, finance community, the way they started looking at streetwear, mm. 
very um <laughs> so it was a very lucrative business all of a sudden it wasn't what? just about oh those are just clothes like yeah yeah they saw the money in it and um yeah you just seen things change it's like like the same way uh i don't want to keep going on but the way you seen like soho open up when palace really took off in what sense you just see a lot of people that weren't in the community yeah, yeah. now in the community and rules and regulations and standards traditions about the <laughs> community then change as more and more people come into it mm -hmm. yeah 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 and it's like <clears throat> yeah. I don't, we're, we're not at a great stage in terms of like where uh we are, where we're going environmentally and where we're going in terms of um fashion and like clothing and what's necessary to buy spend on having your wardrobe wear and like idolize environmentally like in what sense in terms of like what you call it like sustainability things like that mass production yeah yeah what fast fashion fast fashion even faster than fast fashion the consumers like just want to keep on buying new and new and new and new things and it's like for the people like that do hauls and stuff they buy stuff throw things away they end up in like landfills and get yeah like yeah before that's what i'm saying it like the culture used to be about buying grinding trading like yeah it was like community based in some sense yeah <laughs> when you come up then and like, like the babe store yeah when you have outsiders that come <laughs> in and take the thing for joke it's like it's a completely different game then yeah i feel like it's always a uh like a what do you call it some sort of conflict or competition between corporate interests and just like authenticity and it's like that happened to streetwear you should you're right in saying that but it's funny that um i was watching a short interview with the um i believe he was the head ceo of, of vf core vf core is the one that currently owns supreme yeah they own supreme north face yeah, yeah. Vans, other shit. I'm curious about that because it was previously the Carlisle Group, right? Yeah. But the VF Core have a, like a strong portfolio of brands that like yeah. aimed at a specific kind of person. So I'd say they're more clued up. But the CEO, he was speaking to, um, I, I, guess, I think it was Bloomberg CNBC. He fully understood um, Supreme's business model and their idea was to purchase supreme but let them do their own thing verbatim is what he said mm. like, interesting whilst like the cnbc um hosts and anchors were basically just trying to they had a what's the word an agenda basically they were trying to say oh blah blah, blah 300 dollar t blah blah 300 dollar t it's like if that's all you're bringing up and that's all you know it's like what are you really talking about what were they trying to insinuate can that business model survive in the recession and uh -huh. like kind of like what's the point like i don't know hmm. i'm interested like how that relationship works between like vf core and uh supreme because before like you mentioned that i was thinking like despite all this um like change that the streetwear industry has kind of undergone and like <coughs> the increased what do you call it like interest in supreme from outsiders and all the reselling and stuff 
I still sort of respect the way that they've conducted themselves like through all of this despite that because they still seem kind of true to their roots yeah like in terms of what they're making their prices their style like they haven't really changed it like the supreme website probably looks pretty much the same now as it did 10 years ago yeah i use the app uh i haven't got that fairly regularly <laughs> now i've had i've had the app since since luton days hmm <coughs> Still, yeah. Um, I got some products actually recently. Yeah, um, it's such a. I can't lie, it's such a good brand. Despite like, I don't feel like it's cool anymore. Yeah, it's, it's cool, but it's not at the same time because most of the majority of the items you see that people wear, they're not cool items. They're not how to rock them. It's just like for the hype and and whatnot. Yeah, but the depends ethos, if it's done right. Like the way people wear it. Yeah. I think the ethos though and um I mean that I feel like C D G play might have taken a little bit of steez from Supreme. I know I know mm-hmm. I'm not sure when the play logo was developed. I think it was ninety eight. The red heart one. Yeah, that um Ray Kawakuba asked a guy to commission. I've forgotten who it was. Um yeah, yeah, the pretty OG logo, I think. I I learned how tight James Jebbia and uh, Sean Stussy were and how mm. things really came together. And it was quickly like that. I didn't realise that Stussy wasn't a lo- around for a, a long time before Supreme. They weren't? No. I was thinking, give or take, five to ten years, or mm. like two or something. Oh, swear. Something dumb. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, it's like West Coast and East Coast, right? Like Stussy being West. Supreme being East. I'm not sure if it was like that because um, James and his uh, girl at the time had a store called Union mm. where they basically operated like a like a kit game. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the products they sold was Stussy. Yeah, yeah. And they went on from that to um, James helping with Stussy. Yeah. Because Stussy was just a wholesaler. They didn't have a shop. So mm. James and him worked together and opened the first retail store for Sissy. The very first? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. And was that in like New York? I don't know. I've forgotten where that was. But Yeah. 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 But and James uh, is from uh, UK and he's from London. So no, he's actually from America, but he was raised in London. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, but then he also had a place like outside London and he used to, he worked in like a Duracell factory or some shit. In the U- in London, in the UK, yeah. Was he influenced by like um, like the punk scene at that time? Not really. He was going to places looking for cool clothes, and uh, funnily enough, the cool clothes that he was seeing that were like stood out. He had to really look hard for them, but mm. it was I think like the crews and the skate decks. Mm. And maybe a hat and t-shirts type of thing. So basically what, more or less what Supreme sells is what he was yeah. looking for and found cool. Because he was looking for the coolest shit and yeah. Yeah. He was born in the 60s though. He was quite old. Sounds about right. Yeah, makes sense. And he doesn't skate either. I don't think so. Pretty sure I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because you know everyone knows now about the Supreme store being you know made for skaters and blah blah yeah 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 
Yeah. Yeah, not saying there's anything wrong with that, just uh, curiosity. Yeah. Another thing I learned, um, you know the Revenge Storms, Revenge X Storms? Yeah. So Ian's initial idea was to have a skate team. Okay, yeah. I think I vaguely remember that, yeah. I didn't. I, I'm not sure if I ever knew that, but mm. that's fucking crazy. Why? A skate team. What do you mean what? It seems like a, a <laughs> it seems like a, a natural progression. He one, he's a pretty good skater. Mm. He can probably heel flip, kick flip, and um, a bunch of other shit. Um, it makes more sense because it drives the shoe further than just the shoe. Even though he had different silhouettes and stuff, people really shitted on him for just the revenge storms in in general. Yeah, yeah. Because of ripping off fans, blah, whatever. But if you had an actual skate team behind this now, where the the conversation, the discourse changes. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It gives more weight to what he's doing. For real. Yeah. Like, um... I mean, it doesn't change the product, though. Like, they're still... They're not vans, but they look, you know, kind of similar. Yeah. The silhouette is the same. A brand I'd see doing it right now, though, is FTP. With? In terms of streetwear, for sure, or community, for sure. Yeah, yeah, their message being anti, their this is not a skate video, skate video. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, it's dope. And, like, their constant, like, quote unquote marketing with like um with the rappers with um whether it be Dirk, Keith, Gleach. Mm. Yeah, I'm I fuck with it heavy because like they'd be making some hood shit, like actual like like a bulletproof vest type of thing. Mm-hmm. For for young Gleach. <laughs> like you're not gonna see Supreme really do that. They'll make a brick and a baseball bat, but they're not collaborating with the eyes to this this degree they collaborate with yeah that's true actual artists so graffiti artists like Ramilzi or Futura people I feel like they collaborate with people sort of like from their generation yeah for sure have they had any like up to date or like modern collab obviously they've had modern collabs but with like modern people or like true religion and or just any artists or whatever like from oh. our generation no not really I can't think of any right now no, it's just like the Raekwans and 3-6, mm. um, Kermit the Frog, Mike <laughs> Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, FTP is more like, I suppose it's like, it's from this generation, so it makes sense they would collab with people from this generation as well. Yeah. Yeah. And at first, I sw- it was like mainly Suicide Boys, right? They were big on FTP, I swear. You are right. But um, I think that was more of the own volition rather than... Ah, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a little bit awkward. <laughs> 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 yeah, they, they had a song, I suppose, and an album called Fuck the Population. So, mm. yeah. It made people want to rep the brand. I like, mm. the, I like the FTP shoes a lot. I haven't seen them. They are dope. Mm. Um... Yeah, a lot of people are coming out with their own molds these days, which I hear is very expensive. What the FTP? Oh, to make the molds is expensive. I'm talking like, yeah. Um, 
Us Pizza made his mold for like it's a rip off of a Nike up tempo. Mm. Um, like thirty to like maybe a hundred grand or some shit. Mm. I saw someone wearing uh, a Cyrus D freeze last weekend. They look hard. Yeah, I mean skate shoes are coming back. These are, yeah. They're not as hard as I remember, but yeah, I think I'm more so the back, sorry, the, um, the bottom of the shoe. Yeah, I think it's a collab. <clears throat> collab with Lakai. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's very rare that people like actually pull off like good trainers. When they come to doing collabs and stuff, in my like opinion, what is actually good? I think Cactus Plant Flea Market are like they're the only brand that does good collabs with trainers mm. and like solidly. Um, I'm sure I've mentioned to you she's uh, Pharrell's protege. Who? The founder of Cactus Plant Flea Market. Yeah. <clears throat> What's her name? I forgot her name. She's very low key. I don't think there's even a picture of her. Like <laughs> in this day and age, <laughs> people barely even know her name. Right? Yeah. They yeah, brought out, apart from the uh, new cactus plant flea market Grinches, mm. where they actually resemble the Grinch, and their trainers. Nah, I'd say more like mules, mules, sandals type of thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're all they're very hairy. Hairy. <laughs> Fair enough. Green hair. <laughs> Well, yeah, what do you think about sneaker culture then? Mm. What about it in particular? I'm not sure. Where do you... Because you don't, you don't really care about much. That's the thing. So it's like when I ask you, what do you care about sneakers? I'm like, trying to build my interest more these days. <laughs> but um, I mean, I appreciate sneakers. I appreciate good fits. I appreciate good clothes. I appreciate good trainers. So... I get it, like, to an extent. I might just ask you about a bunch of random sneakers and see what you think then. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the Chanel runners? No. Or do you... Uh, there's Dior runners, I'm not sure if it's a Chanel, but the Chanel sneakers. I think, actually, I may I may have. Are they, like, black and white? What, the Chanel... Mm. They've got a different, uh, different colours, but the... Um, With the C's on the side? Yeah. Yeah, I like them. I think they're dope. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I like the um, Balenciaga runners as well, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Let me look at the... The ones that are like more... The ones that are quite common right now. Are they the ones that are big wears? I don't know. I just typed in Balenciaga runners, man. <laughs> um, I remember the mic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can look for them. It might take me a minute though. They, they're quite common. I'm sure you've seen them before though. I've seen like Lucky wear them. Oh yeah, I think they're the ones. Yeah, track trainers. I think they're called. Cool. Yeah, they must be the ones that uh, who wears. Probably. Wait, I've got a picture coming right now. Because if if Lucky wears them, then I've probably seen them. 
Yeah, more like this. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Yeah, I do like them to be honest. I they're they're, <laughs> they're funny. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> they're just so funny. <laughs> What's funny about? Because they're kind of like little boats, <laughs> like a little boat shoe. A little boat shoe. Yeah, like a little boat for your foot. <laughs> That's how I see them. They have others that are really like a little boat for the foot. They're like, they're like U-shaped almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like when I think about sneaker culture, I don't think about them trainers because those come from like high fashion houses like Chanel, Balenci and that. When I think about sneaker culture, I think about actual like sportswear brands. But that's the thing. Sneaker culture has, has changed, changed so much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, What's going on on a sneaker culture right now is like um so much. So you've got like Salomon, you got Adidas Sambas. Yeah. I looked at Salomon after you suggested the <laughs> after you suggested the them for like the poster child for the topic for the last podcast. Yeah. Don't fuck for any of them. I know they're all <laughs> trash. Every, I've Everyone. never seen a good Salomon <laughs> shoe in my whole life. For real. <laughs> 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 I can't believe they're they're on the road this much. Like, yeah, it is crazy. We're in crazy times, bro. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I don't know what the attraction is like to them. It's um, it's the uniform. It's the Gorp Core aesthetic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, Aimer Sports have done a, a great job at um, like they own Octarex, they own Salomon, mm. they own Wilson, the tennis um brand. They Amos. Amos Sports. Amer. Amer. A-M-E-R. Okay. So they're a Finnish brand. It's funny because um, they bought Salomon in like 05 from Adidas. Yeah. Um, Salomon, are, Salomon are a French brand and they, I think they began doing like snowboards. Or right, right. Yeah, but they do shoes as well and shit. Um, but Amer are actually owned <laughs> by um, Anta. Yeah, Anta Sports, who are a Chinese conglomerate, basically. Mm. So it's like the piece of the pie that owns the pie, but there's a bigger piece of the pie. Yeah. Are they the t- at the top, Anta? Yeah. Okay. Anta are huge. Because mm. um, at the time that I believe Ama bought Salomon, Salomon and Octerix were, well, Salomon were making like, the same amount of money I think as Nike or something. Some crazy shit. Salomon making the same amount as Nike. It was report on the um journal, it's a UK journal. It's either the revenue was the same or um I don't know. Estimation of a net worth was about the same. Some crazy shit. You were that's crazy. I don't know what it was. I was I'll send you the link and you can um Yeah. Go over it, but it was yeah, it was a a UK journal online um from two thousand and five from when the sale went through. Mm-hmm. What I like here is the um the vision from Amos Sports to see their portfolio, the portfolios that existed in the world, and be like, okay, we're gonna line these up, and in like twenty years time, this shit is all gonna make sense to the mm. to the public. Mm. That is fucking visionary. So they lined up Salomon, Arctic and what was the other one? There's another one I got. Oh, Wilson, but I oh, mean... Wilson, yeah. 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 Arcturus and, and Salomon are doing bits right now, like... A hundred. 
they're the they're the main Gorp core brands. It's not even like there aren't others that exist. There are so many that exist, but people are really gravitating to these two, and they happen to be owned by Amos Sports. Mm. So what is? Yeah, I, I I need to do some more research into. How do you feel about Gorp core in general? See, I fucked with it. I started. Um, I don't even talk about this. I've had an interesting journey with Gorp Core. Like, I was seeking out like Heli Hansen jackets and shit. Yeah, because I didn't, it wasn't tech wear, but I knew there was like a middle ground. I didn't know it was called Gorp Core and like we'd have all these other stuff, all these other elements to it. I mostly fo- focus on the jackets. I mean, I'd rather do the Maharishi snow pants than spend like five bills and some Arctic pants. Mm. Or two bills and Arctic pants. I, I might eventually, but for right now, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I might get a dry pack as well, actually. What's a dry pack? It's like a backpack, but it's oh, okay. like, um, you know, like DAV bag. You didn't go canoeing, you went a uh, hike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, did you have the bag though? I think we had our own bags. I don't remember that. Oh, shit. Well, when we went canoeing, we had like this roll up bag, huge as shit, like two liter bag. Uh-huh. Um, sorry, 20 liter bag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, the, a dry bag is like that, basically. Okay. Oh, well, like, so if you drop it in water, it stays dry. Yeah. Makes sense. All kinds of clasps and that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it can hold, carry more. Like, I'm starting to hate this bag now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we the have the same bag for anyone assisting. <laughs> and I've kind of... Mm, I, I appreciate it, but it's kind of like the quality is not It's not there. I just got it because of the utility. <laughs> At the time, like, needed it for, like, just needed a quick bag for the utility. Yeah. Um. So brands like Arcteryx and Salomon are great because of their technical expertise, especially um, mm. Arcteryx. So like a dry, that's why dry bags will set you back like two bills. Yeah. But it's definitely um, worth investing in, especially like a jacket or something. Because what I learned is, um, well, you asked me a que- an important question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch on the question. But yeah. what I learned, it was um, the real difference between the, uh, like a North Face jacket, maybe a Heli Hansen jacket, an Arcteryx jacket, you know, Montclair, Canada Goose. Mm. It's all to do with the breathability and the water um, proofness. Yeah, waterproof resistance. Mm. And like uh, the layering mm. and insulation. Mm. <laughs> and like then, the technical aspects to it, basically. Yeah. So that's why I side with the Gorp Core brands because they've paid attention to the technical aspect so much. It's not just about like making it look nice and pretty like a North Face for like no reason when it's not actually going to protect you. Yeah. And it's just expensive for no reason. This this shit is actually expensive and actually made for the weather conditions. Like, I find it so crazy that the founder of North Face died from pneumonia. No way. Yeah. Like, quite recently. What was the circumstance was he like climbing a mountain or something yeah some shit I don't know what <laughs> <laughs> RIP though RIP but yeah I, I'm not sure if I see the founders of um, Arcteryx uh, ending up in the same position because of the quality of the day 
Fam, they even have their um upper brand valence. Um and that's for like the military and yeah. the police. Like they're some on some serious shit, bro. Damn. <laughs> and because it's a Canadian brand, they're made in like the actual terrain where, you know, they're made for hikers and mountain climbers specifically. Mm-hmm. So when they go on product test, they're there. They don't have to go anywhere. I get all of that, like, if you're actually using the brands for, like, hiking and mountain climbing. But people stuff. aren't doing that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, if I was into that, I would look towards those brands. But I don't see the appeal of Corp Core outside of that at the moment. I haven't paid, to be honest, that much attention to it. But from what I've seen, like, in terms of just, like, a, I don't know, like, aesthetic sense, I haven't really seen it. That's why I was asking, like, how you feel about it. Outside of the technical as you know obviously yeah i'm not like if i was hiking i'd buy it but aside from that um i don't own a lot of gawk core stuff like i just have my mammoth jacket yeah like um it's made me want to get into hiking more i've wanted the man them to go hiking <laughs> since i got that i swear to god like, <laughs> i just want to go hiking yeah i want to get some more gawk core stuff and i want to go hiking that's <laughs> what the fuck i want to do you'll get a tent as well i'm not sure about that <laughs> like I don't actually mind go, um Stephen Bag. Yeah, I don't I wouldn't mind actually doing that if it was like in some cool place. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually it makes me want to go outdoors, I can't lie. Especially if you've got like the right material. Uh interesting. That type of thing. Yeah. But uh, I'm not like one of them idiots that will spend six hundred pounds <laughs> on a jacket and like that is it. Right, right, right. That's all you have to show for it. Just just a jacket. And then people will be standing in the in the shower on TikTok. <laughs> what in the jacket in the outdoor jacket <laughs> <laughs> that's been the, that's, that's been like the meme for like a year two years you have, have you heard that um, he's this UK artist he's got an um, he's got a song about his outdoor jacket no outdoor on me it used to be in my head unknowingly like almost a year ago but yeah uh. he, he, he shot his video almost like a Central Sea video mm. just out and on, on, on the hills doing the Gawk Core Flex okay <laughs> And that uh, when people would post on the TikTok, that's what the the song would be mm. when they're in the shower. There's <laughs> 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 this English guy, kind of like a what was that Jimmy? Oh, Jimothy Lacoste. Jimothy Lacoste. Yeah, kind of like a Jimothy Lacoste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing about Arterix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jimothy Lacoste was interesting as well. <laughs> he reminds me of V Seven. Who? V Seven. You know, um, V back in O Seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't wait basically till for winter so I can get my proper got cool winter jacket. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm waiting for. What's it gonna be? Probably not Terex. It might be. I don't, I don't know. I only have an Terex hat. Hat, yeah. Um, I definitely need to get probably more Terex hats for the winter. Yeah, yeah. It's like a you have a beanie in it. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. It looks cool. Yeah, I got some uh, some nice remarks. Yeah, we were out that one time and that yeah. was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like a hat. <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah, I need to get a jacket as well for winter. Yeah, man. I don't know about the whole group code thing, though. I, need, I, want to get, I might get a perfect jacket. I would I would say, like, my mama jacket, I swear to God, it's great for the wind, for um, the warmth, like, for summer so it's a good summer jacket because it's not too cold it's not too hot mm. it's insulated just right so i'm never and you don't sweat in it because of the way it's designed yeah yeah. it's yeah. got like air holes and certain shit like oh, that's, that's interesting. 
So like the the winter one is gonna be like <laughs> like heavier. It's gonna be as light. Like I can just fold it and put it in my bag, but it's gonna protect me in the cold. Mm -hmm. But it's gonna be light enough that I'm not gonna sweat just because I have it on type of thing. Mm. So yeah, maybe an Arcteryx or a Mammoth jacket is what I'm gonna go for. Yeah, the, the Mammoth jacket. I mean, I did get discount, but it was still like one sixty. It's not too bad, I guess. Yeah, for brand new. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. That's that's it's a, a three or four layer. Mm. Really good. Um, I mean, because some of them three or four layers go for like maybe three or four bills, so mm. up to six bills. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I kind of got used to like wearing t-shirts in the summer now, so I got to like readjust. <laughs> <laughs> I love summer, but uh, I think the sun overdid it this year. <laughs> yeah, I missed those days when it was like forty. I wasn't here, so I didn't get to experience that. <laughs> But it's the sun seemed fine for me. Nah, apart, apart from them two days in which I didn't experience. I got bored of wearing shorts. Like I was I was fun with doing it like last year and the year before. Mm. But it's like at a point I just got bored. I was like, nah, I can't wait for winter to come back. I want to get these fits on. Yeah. Man, I enjoyed wearing shorts so much. <laughs> like I got some oh, I got the best shorts ever, like black cargoes that I've been looking for a style just like that for so long. Yeah. For quite a while perfect weight of material like like quite thick they got pockets deep pockets so nice and wearing them is so satisfying <laughs> <laughs> i love wearing them so much i just feel so like comfortable i feel like i can do anything can run can walk and whatever see i didn't a mountain. i didn't upgrade my shorts this year at all so mm. that's probably why i wasn't feeling it like i think it's because i saw a pair of celine shorts um, but I'm not spending three bills on shorts. Mm. And since I couldn't get them, when I didn't make my own, I just kind of just felt sad. <laughs> <laughs> I like rugged clothes, I'm not going to lie. Like clothes that I like, have some like character, like strength to them, that they'll last for a while, that kind of thing. I like that. Yeah, like your Saint Laurent jeans. Yeah, I mean, these aren't Saint Laurent, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, they're giving me a Saint Laurent vibe, so... <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Yeah, like when I I've got an. That's why I like Maharishi too. Mm. See, I was gonna wear a different pair of snow pants today, but uh, I settled for these. Mm -hmm. I, I like these a lot. Like, mm. yeah, these are the OGs. They just fit right, like a pair of cargos. I'm meant to like the way to fold over the Air Forces. I haven't actually worn these Air Forces in um in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been doing the foam runners. I can't find my Converse's since I moved. Damn. All my other pair of Air Forces, all my vans. So I'm just living on what I can find, basically. Mm, which is white Air Force and foam runner. The foam runners are cold, man. And my boots. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen the boots yet. Yeah, I wore the foam runners yesterday. Yeah. I can walk so fast in those. <laughs> it's like um, like the first time I did like a relay against Hadley and that, <laughs> like and I ran barefoot. It was like that. Like whenever I walk in them, it's like that. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to get what is it? One size two? Oh, it's one size up for the front runners. Two sizes up for Yeezy slides. Mm, okay. Yeah. One size up for interesting. One size up for the front runners. 
And when I was at that cell yesterday, I'm swear I'm sure they tried to bump me. You lot think you don't know anything, like. So there was a section, yeah, mm. for the the shoes and the sneakers. Most of the sneakers there were Yeezys. And um, I was speaking to the guys there, and I said like, I'm wearing a pair of slides. Like they had slides there, but I didn't want them in that color. Mm. So I was, you know, speaking to them if they can source them. Some cool ones for me at a reasonable price. I'm not sure if they had anyone dictate what kind of price they were looking for, but I know the market, so I said, like, the slides are, like, £70 retail. Like, resale price, a decent resale price is 120 But what resellers are actually selling it is for is two bills or 220 but I said this all to them, and as soon as I said that one twenty, man, almost like not burst out laughing, but was like, like, like raw, like you're asking for that, like, like. I'm like, fam, I know the market, like. <laughs> and then the, one of his friends was like, oh, I can offer you these, uh, these foam runners. It's like I'm literally wearing foam runners. Right <laughs> I got these for seventy five pounds. <laughs> yeah. I don't talk two bills. It's like you're trying to stretch this thing, like. <laughs> How much were they charging for phone runners? Um, they didn't really give me a figure. I just said immediately, I'm wearing them. Like, you don't need to show <laughs> me what's on the table. I have them on my feet. And it's like, I didn't pay over the odds for them. I paid a very reasonable amount. Yeah, retail. If you're talking two bills, like, you're talking crazy. Like, you're not talking to an idiot. I know, like... Are the slides all unisex? Technically, no. I don't think so. Because mm. I, I'm I'm, I have to deal with, um, you know, doing um, files for like the brands that we have and shit. Yeah. So I'm looking at sizes all the time, and I don't think like brands particularly typically do that, especially what I've seen from Yeezy. Like, don't do unisex. So it's all men's and then women's sizes, and it'll be different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just I'm just imagining the, the demand for the slides is quite high. Yeah. I see a lot of girls wearing them too. I don't see that many anymore. See mostly actually no, that's a lie. That is a lie. That is a lie. <laughs> mm. I see more I see more more women in foam runners and slides. Foam runners too? Yeah. But like every day when I go out. Swear. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I don't know if I've ever seen any someone wear foam runners. Definitely slides, like pretty common, but firmly than that. For last few months, yeah. Yeah. Almost like the whole year. Interesting. Yeah, people people were catching up. Yeah. I like the yellow, um, I don't even know what they're called, but the yellow, like, boots. I don't know what they are. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the ones that Kanye wore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are so cold. I'll actually wear them, you know. <laughs> yeah, they are hard. They remind me of a... Uh, Thermal balls by uh, North Face. Don't know them. They're not as cold though. Mm. Thermal balls, yeah, thermal balls are not as cold. Mm. Yeah, you're not really into high fashion, but I don't know. It's 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 creeping up. I'm not sure if you're even seeing the signs and <laughs> the way you view things anyway, mm. and stuff that you're into anyway. But I'm not gonna say it's all the way there, but there are definitely elements that you're into and that you like that resonate with 
quote unquote high fashion like i can't really give any examples but it's like because creative directors and designers have consistently mixed low culture and high culture it's created this less of a distinction between the two Mm. it's like um balenciaga shot balenciaga makes shirts like that Mm. type of thing why i'm saying that that could be easily that could easily be Celine jeans or Saint Laurent jeans type of thing, and that's that's just high fashion. Like just because, like you see what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Mm. High fashion is more to do with um, tailoring, and like Goldie and I were speaking about this because you're working out more as well. Like you're paying more attention to the clothes you're wearing and how they look on your body type on your frame, and like jeans like that and that shirt are like the way you wore the same like a pair of jeans or a shirt when we used to skate compared to now is quite different it's pretty similar but it's quite different <laughs> i'm not sure if you even i'm listening i'm listening <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm trying to take in your theory <laughs> that was more street wear like based yeah. on the t-shirt you wore at the time how you wore it it was more baggy yeah, yeah. Your jeans were probably ripped. Mm-hmm. And you wore 95s. Now you're wearing the Yeezys. You're wearing some St. Laurent looking jeans and the shirt is more <laughs> like fitted. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Naturally, you have like, you haven't like, you haven't left streetwear, mm-hmm. quote unquote, but you're definitely a third of the way there. Like, uh, <laughs> I get what you're saying. Sorry, sorry, three quarters of the way there to the high fashion side. Mm. I feel like the move away from like, I, I remember like back then wearing like baggy or clothes, ripped jeans more. I still do sometimes wear ripped jeans now, but like I remember moving away from the whole like baggy tee, like kind of baggy or tees and stuff. I feel like it's just the age thing. Like, I feel like as you get older, like your brain, the way you like use your brain changes, the way your brain is formulated changes and that reflects in your aesthetic. I think just naturally like you become a bit more like, I don't know, I don't know what you call it, a bit more like stern or something like that. <laughs> so you don't wear like the baggy stuff anymore. But that's the thing. This is not for everybody. If you don't realize some people, the same age as us are going backwards. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. So it's not the same. It's the fact that you're taking this journey is what I'm trying to say, that you yeah, already, you don't know it, but like <laughs> that maturity mm. and that, because you already, you were already into fashion. Mm. So the next level is what you don't like, if okay, you know what I'm saying. Okay, interesting. But you're you're naturally making that progression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like when it really hits you, you're going to be like, <laughs> oh, shit. Like, <laughs> okay, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, someone like Helmut Lang introduced, like, the painted jeans and jeans with, like, the rubber-based paint on them, mm. bondage clothes and stuff. And, like, certain people like, like Margiela introduced stuff that wasn't seen as high fashion until it was done. Mm. But it's, like, to us growing up 20 years later, 10 years later, it's, like, isn't that just, like, quote-unquote streetwear? Or something that a fast fast fashion retailer would sell. Normal. 
but it wasn't and it's not yeah yeah because it was introduced by a fucking fashion house mm-hmm. see what i'm saying like mm-hmm. the 90s gave rise to fast fashion and they adopted a lot of stuff that actual fashion houses create and developed uniquely who adopted like people yeah like that's why you can go to h&m and buy ripped jeans like or painted jeans that Helmut Lang initially came out with mm. who started ripped jeans was it like grunge and nirvana and stuff or was that um were they getting it from somewhere else i'm not gonna say Helmut Lang was the first person to come up with ripped jeans um, I'm not sure if Vivian Westwood's collections and like Sex Pistols and people like that were wearing ripped jeans. Yeah, that's a good point. I think they were. That might have been, yeah. So yeah, it could have been. But I don't know because definitely probably not in America, in the fifties. It, it probably originated here. Hmm. Something like that, like anarchy. <laughs> like the punk movement and that. Yeah. Yeah. Culture is interesting. The way it changes is interesting. Did you know that stupid Pharrell hat is a Vivian Westwood hat? The big the big one. Yeah. I think I did know that. He went to her store in London and bought it from there. Yeah. That world's end. Yeah. I've heard a theory that the KGB funded uh, the Sex Pistols. <laughs> to um destabilize uh, British culture. Who said that? I can't remember, but I saw a post. I think it was like I saw initially saw that post years ago. I think it was from a number of you know a number of names. Yeah, the uh, brand. Yeah, are they a brand? Sort of like a yeah, brand. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think initially it was <laughs> they posted that in like twenty fourteen, <laughs> thirteen, something like that. <laughs> I didn't look into it properly after that. Well, I, I don't want to say they dropped it when they didn't, but I think they did. Yeah, I didn't probably look into it after that, but. I mean, it's an interesting theory. <laughs> the KGB are responsible for the Sex Pistols. To destabilise British culture. One, did they destabilise British culture? Two, was Sid Vicious in Sex Pistols? Yeah. Both, yeah. Sid Vicious was. Yeah. Uh, is, did, did, did they destabilise culture? I guess that's up for debate. I thought they broke up quite soon after that. Like, they didn't even make that many albums. Yeah, but the influence. Well, like, We're talking about them now. Never mind the Boss Cox. Sex Pistols, Vivian Westwood. The whole like punk scene. To be honest, I'm, I don't know that much about it, but yeah, like the whole punk scene. Goldie definitely people. knows. knows. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't even know how he knows. I haven't asked him. He he mentioned it the other day. We was out last weekend and he mentioned about the punk scene and not liking it. Because he was saying like it, it was for... <laughs> it was like for... It was just like sold to people basically. It wasn't real. Like, it was, a point. it was just sort of manufactured and sold to people who weren't really about it. Yeah. And it wasn't actually authentic in any way. Yeah. I think that was his point. I don't know about this. Too yeah, much. He, he has a point because Vivian Westwood is actually a punk. She's 90 years old and she's still punk. So she's authentic, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. But at the same but time... The followers, maybe. The whole way it came about was because her boyfriend was managing the Sex Pistols and she just used to make clothes and mm. they just wore Vivian Westwood's clothes yeah yeah and then yeah they named the shop sex or some shit yeah yeah he, Goldie does have a point that is more or less what happened but that's what happens with every culture really like no I can't no nah, I don't think so 
Did the youths that were coming from Hertfordshire to buy a palace and line up to that palace, they're not wearing palace now. No, they're not, yeah. I mean, maybe some are. I doubt it. Yeah. They're probably wearing Salomon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, possibly, possibly. Possibly. Yeah, but there are some cultures that are authentic. Like hip-hop. Mm. In the beginning. Mm. For a number of years. Mm. Come on, you can't say that. <laughs> can't say that. See, I don't know. It's it's all a mystery to me now. Why? Because <laughs> you know, when you do your research and time passes, you need to go back and do research again. To refresh. Yeah. I, I, I'm curious because like, the earliest rappers I know from that time was like Sugar Hill Delight and Grandmaster. You said from the early. I swear Sugar Hill Gang. Sh- rappers Delight is. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. Sugar yeah. Hill Gang, Grandmaster Flash. Yeah. 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 Um, the Message that? is such a good song. Grandmaster Flash, The Message is so hard. <laughs> I love that song so much. That, that, that reminds me of like Basquiat and that kind of era. It's just like so lit. So that, but it's kind of like seventies New York, so hard. Aesthetic is dope. I was listening to um, sorry to go on a tangent, but I was listening to um, Mike Tyson like his hotboxing podcast with uh that comedian, I think his name is like Joey Diaz or something like that, and they were like reminiscing about how life was in New York in the when they were coming up like seventies eighties, rough and disgusting. Yeah, yeah, but. They also mentioned like something about that time making you feel like invincible, something like that. And I just feel like you 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 get that feeling like even when I watched like Rocky or something, which is set in the seventies in yeah. Philadelphia. But yeah, you, you get know, that vibe. It just feels like gritty as hell. Yeah, but I, yeah, gritty, and it just feels like real in in some sense. Like well, I just see all lit. the all the bricks and rubber. It's like a bomb site in every corner. Yeah, like. All the graffiti and the trains and shit yeah, yeah, brought yeah. down. Yeah, from when you when you go to that Basquiat um exhibition, that's that's what you envisualize. Like Yeah. Yeah, that shit is hella depressing though. That they've actually had to grow up in them crack epidemic times. That shit is fucking shit. But they talk about it with a big smile on their face though. Because like, they made it out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And they're successful. That's true. <laughs> that's true. It's like <laughs> Yeah, but look at all the good stuff that came what? Look at some of the good stuff that came from it, like hip hop, Basquiat. But that's like arguably like Supreme kind of has its roots. But that's what that's like taking something from a taking something negative and turning it. Yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah, you can celebrate, and it's good to celebrate that. But it's like they wouldn't have had to create this if their thing was so sweet. But but yeah, I, hear, <laughs> I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. But would you rather live in London in twenty twenty two? Or in New York in 1972 one or something like that. 22. 22. 22. <laughs> 22. But the culture seems so lacking though. Like right now. I'm not I would lie. have loved to be like around <laughs> Fab Five Freddy and back yeah. here and go to. Yeah, I can't lie. Go to Studio. What studio it? 81. 40, no, 40 something. I don't know. I don't remember now. 41. Studio 41, I think. <laughs> or 51. Studio 54. 54, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Studio Fifty Four. That would be tight. Um, there was another club before it was called that as well. I can't remember what it was now. Anyway, yeah, yeah, it would be tight. Yeah, it would be. 
but at the same time, like when you realize that that's actually your life, and like, <laughs> I get like you. your friends and family are growing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's <saying? laughs> you know? I don't even have like radio, like like that, like. But it's real though. It's real life. You're really living real life now. It just doesn't feel like so real anymore. Like to me, that the way I haven't, like, I don't know. It's like it's more acceptable. I'm a, I'm a, I'm at peace with it because like. I don't know because there's we have the time to sit back and look at that period, yeah, and take it for everything that it is, and we don't have to live in that environment. Yeah, that's true. So Progression. It's like, then it's like it must have been so exciting to like be around like the Warhols and like I don't know to go to all these galleries and be able to travel and like. Knowing like the Black Panther was just like exterminated like ten years ago type of thing, like I don't know, it's like live, living in a real, in a real era. But at the same time, it's like here you have the chance to make history. It's like why do you want to be part of something that's not really in your control? Like now we have the chance to make that's history. True. It's like I always think about like, um, our current situation with Brexit and that. Like I would love for our community, our generation to actually do something about this like so that in the future olders and shit can't come out and make up stupid rules and fuck up the the um the youth it's like i don't want a situation whereby we're 60 years old and we're fucking up the youth like then we we haven't learned mm. type of thing mm. like i like the fact that like um the world is more globalized, but at the same time, we've taken technology for a joke and we don't care about the repercussions of using so much technology every day and the ramifications of the industrial revolution. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody gave a fuck and everyone just moved forward and thought this is what's best for everybody. Like what kind of technology? Like what ramifications? Everything. Like no one really knows about radiation. Like really. No one, no one went to school. Like the average man did not go to school to learn about radiation. Yeah. <laughs> did you know? Did you know that if a nuclear power plant closes down, they have to guard it for the next hundred years? I didn't know that. That's just weird. That's fucked up. And like, I don't. It's just, good. It produces a lot of power, though. Did you hear that Boris Johnson wants to open up a new nuclear power plant? What else are you gonna do if there's no more gas? But it's like, what was the commitment to just go to electric cars? Then we're opening up a nuclear power plant. It's like, what? The, the yeah, messages you're, you're sending need, is... But you still need to make electricity from somewhere, though. When you're charging ULEZ, congestion charge, £15 a day, or I don't know how much it is now, and all these things, and then it's like... You're sending so much unclear signals, <laughs> so many unclear signals. Like, It's like, did you even go to school for this? Like. Mm. Well, none of us really did. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I mean. That's what, yeah. So I get it now yeah. when people when people always say like, oh, they didn't teach us this in school. And like, oh, mm. you know when we used to grow up and they used to say like, oh, I don't know, this shit that I learned in school, I don't even need it now. I used to always think about like, huh, is that going to be us one day? Mm. Now it's at a point where it's like, they could have taught us actually useful information. Yeah, it's of like, course. It is left out mm. of every curriculum. Yeah, of course. It's like, why is that? Yeah, well, it's a good question. Yeah, why is that? Maybe it's just a habit right now. I suppose 
with education because it's like everyone has to kind of get the same thing to some extent they just do the easiest the, the least risky option the least out there option i'm a i'm a analytical man and i always think like there's no ever has there ever been like a consensus on how to like use the world's resources like like that's what people fight over all the time in terms of like even teaching us how to use the world's resources, teaching us that it takes 50,000 liters of water to make a pair of jeans would have been very useful information at an early age. People wouldn't be growing up to make like Boohoo and fucking um, Shane and just fucking up the world. Probably still would, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> the chances would be, they could. I don't know, because when, once you're actually taught like, this is not going to help the world. You're gonna less. You're gonna think less about yourself. I'm gonna think more about your environment mm-hmm. and the people around you. Mm-hmm. Not just think capitalism, capitalism, capitalism. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, politics is a techie one because there's so many interests at play. And you don't know what to believe. <laughs> so many like different, you know, issues. Each one of them has so many interests. So I, yeah. It's interesting to discuss, definitely. But like in terms of actually holding opinions about things, I kind of just stopped like <laughs> having opinions about politics for the most part because it's like it's too many different issues. Like, it's too many, too many different interests, too much different information. You don't know what's going on. That's That's been my opinion on it for a minute. But I'm open to changing that though. But yeah. I think, I think as a, as a generation of youth, like we need to, empower ourselves I'm not sure about like going running for office or some shit um but yeah not taking things so easily like mm, 100 not just taking shit for face value expecting things to change or relying on other people it's like it's going to take a real commitment at some stage to make a a change car when you leave your life in the hands of other people's decisions making skills yeah of course 100% <laughs> like you're gonna suffer and they're not gonna care yeah 100 yeah 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 so it's like you have to really pay attention to what the fuck For is real. being said mm-hmm. or pay attention to what you can do exactly yeah like what change can you make yeah easier said than done but it's like yeah you gotta Trust. start somewhere cause yeah. At the end, yeah at the end of the day you don't wanna just be caught in the in the waves yeah yeah 100 it's like letting I guess life passing you by and then you're not having a say mm. on what the fuck happens mm. yeah so pe- people are like complaining now about um, especially up north it's very funny especially since Brexit like specifically white kids in like like up north their education has suffered greatly yeah. and their grade that is being re- like reflected in their grades and it's like when you vote for the European Union to like leave and like you're expecting the UK government to replace that investment that was in, like initially there from the U- from the EU for like like 30 years 20, 30 years like the UK government don't care you are not in London <laughs> It's like as simple as that. Mm. Mm. Like you even hear what Rishi Sunak said about um, what do you say? That he took money from poor urban areas 
and redistributed it to the wealthy. He said that? He said that. (laughs) (laughs) He don't give a fuck. Like, he said this two months ago. You would think there's no way this guy is still in the running to be prime minister, but he is the one of only two candidates left. And he said this two months ago. And this is the situation that we're currently living in. This is what I mean, like, like kind of going like what we agreed on a minute ago. It's like you have to empower yourself and just do your own, take it into your own hands, take into your own responsibility because you can't, like we're so used to depending on other people for education or whatever. It's Tell like, us what's what. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, to like, for education, like for your kids and that. It's like, I know it's a humongous, it would be a humongous undertaking to do anything about it. But it's like, <laughs> somehow you got to empower yourself because like, I mean, like, if it's failing you, you got to do something about it. Like, because they're not going to do something about it for you. So it's like, do something, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so like, don't complain about it. Like, do something. Because <laughs> the UK be making up stupid laws. That's why, sorry, just to say, that's why I don't really be paying attention to, like, the, the election and shit. Like, why the fuck? Like, I'm going to care about Rishi Sunak, bro. Like, come on. <laughs> I'm going to pay any attention to that. Like, I can be doing my own, like, empowering myself as much as I can it's true but it's it's it's, it's like, good to be aware of like what your fellow man is yeah going through and has to has to put up with like the fact that the potential leader of the nation has spoken about taking from the poor to give to the rich specifically and do you know how much he's worth like he must have like 800 million some some ridiculous he's very very wealthy leader of the nation in quotation marks yeah like but lead on that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's just mad that this is the um, environment that we're growing up in. Like, they're even increasing, um, what's it called? University fees. <laughs> yeah. How much? I think it's like six grand more. So it'd be... Or nine, something crazy. Like yeah. 15 a year. I forgot how much it is. It's crazy. It's already nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uni's a bit mad, the whole concept. I mean, just 10 years ago, there was no fee, basically. Yeah. <laughs> was it 10 years ago? No, it's over that now. Probably more than that, like maybe 20 years. <clears throat> yeah, 15. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the standards of uni... Mm. <laughs> I feel like the standards of uni have gone down quite a lot. That's what people are saying as well. Yeah. It's like, so we're paying more the standard is less if you understand how much these like people in the universities are actually being paid like how much they earn lecturers i'm not sure about lecturers but like chairman and stuff like yeah yeah yeah. i'm like 100 grand yeah yeah that's ridiculous i mean i'm not mad at them winning 100 grand it's not but when when the university is like substandard there were no fees 15 years ago now you've like Upping the fees like every six years, it's like, yeah, yeah. And also, I don't know, just um, uni's tap joke. I'm not gonna lie, I don't know. Abro- students from abroad, um, are finding it easier for some. I don't know, there's, there's some information about it. Finding the studies easier, yeah, like to pass exams and all that. Not finding the studies easier like that, but like, um, in terms of securing places and shit. Okay, okay. They pay more as well, I think. Well, they at least used to. Used to. Mm. So it's like um, the universities are catering to abroad students. 
mm. education before university is failing the nation anyway. <laughs> They're always making stupid rules about uniform and pack lunches. <laughs> <sighs> like, I can't imagine how, like, schools really go into students' pack lunches and take it out because it's too sugary or whatever the rules <laughs> they Like, I, I, that is so fucking absurd. Like, if I had a child and I'd send the child with food to eat and they come home and tell me the teacher took my food. Oh, my dear. Are you all right? <laughs> what do you mean? They opened your your pack lunch and took your food because they don't like what's in it. How can they do that, really? Like, yeah, that's crazy. You have to have words. <laughs> <laughs> but well, they really be doing that, though. Yeah. They really be setting rules and regulations for pack lunch. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> going back to Kanye what we more or less started with he has his own school as well oh I heard about that I'm pretty sure he does anyway yeah yeah. but his kids are at least were at some point attending in Calabasas <laughs> or something like that but I know I'm pretty sure he has his own academy yeah he's gone crazy moving like Dr. Umar <laughs> <laughs> no but I feel like that's what's needed though to some extent like yeah Would you like, have your like own what school? I was saying would I have my own school yeah yeah, I would love to. That would be dope. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to. Like I said, it's a massive undertaking. Like, shouts out to Kanye, man. How on earth are you doing that? Like, you got to get school. to that level, man. You have to get to that level. That was That's actually the next level, in it? Having your own school. Yeah. Own <laughs> university, like academy. Oh, that would shit. Be it. I'm trying to do that one day. Definitely. Yeah, Storms has got his scholarship and his book thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is that? I don't know what that is. He's got a scholarship with like Oxford and Cambridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got his um, scholastic books or something. It might be I Penguin. Know. He's got a book deal. What's it about? I don't fucking know. <laughs> is it about grime? <laughs> <laughs> is the book deal about grime? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I seen Skep uh, doing the DJ thing. See, um, what's it called? Big Smoke Corporations. They um had a, I guess, a work event. I forget what part of the world it was. Yeah, yeah, it seemed dope. It might have been like um far east or kind of Australia place. I don't know. I've forgotten now. Mm. But it was dope to see him doing like kind of the Virgil thing. Because okay. you know he's an actual DJ anyway. So yeah, of course. But for him to be able to do that, like for real, for real, is so hard. Yeah, and he's also painting. He's actually he's, he's super it. talented. Yeah, that's it. So he's sen- selling the painting at Sotheby's. Yeah, damn, that's hard. Yeah, yeah. So what the the DJing thing is like? Um, is it like a it was Ben Trill, right? Virgil's DJing operation. I think it was Ben. Flat White was his name. Yeah, but when he used to go around. Oh, would would, would that crew that yeah that little crew was Ben Trill? Yeah. 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 Is it like that? No, it's big small corporations. <laughs> okay. So uh, you know, Skip, Frisk, Maximum, Jamie. Yeah. Lancey was there too and um Lash. Hmm. They seemed dope. Funnily enough, uh Goldie and I were talking about Sion yesterday. Oh so? Yeah, we we're talking about how um we we're talking about Supreme and how Sion used to be in the Supreme store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 what what that shit was funny as hell how we just come in and he's 
look on his I'll still remember the look on his faces and his gold glasses. <laughs> <laughs> he was just so anti, like anti human. <laughs> we look uh what's the word like conceited or something like look like standoffish. What did we? No, oh, did him. he? Him no, nah, but he was it's kind of like get out of my store. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Supreme kind of always has that vibe, though. I feel like that kind of like I heard someone else describe it before. Like they're like a a bad B or whatever of the clothing industry because it's like you like them, but they don't like you. That <laughs> that was um, what's his name? I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. He um, I posted him on my Insta like 2015. Yeah, yeah, I think I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is his name now? I can't remember. He works for Complex now, I think. Yeah. Everyone, yeah, yeah. I forgot his name now. He, he's, he's a dope guy. Yeah, I feel like Supreme kind of does have that Steve. But, but once you actually start to talk to them, I feel like they're all right. <laughs> he was like, yeah, it's a girl that um everyone licenses into and you get her number. And like so you, you have, smash one time. You smash one time and then she doesn't call you back. Mm. And then she, you find out she's, no, nah, I wasn't really feeling you like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting more into Supreme now. Like what they're currently doing or just them as like a... No, just them. Yeah, Not yeah. What, what they're currently doing. Yeah, yeah, like the whole story. and that. Yeah. I mean, it's taken me a while, but like... In terms of like my research and like what I've worn over the years, like mm. I feel like this is this is this is might be my my supreme time. Mm. Like I've, I've I didn't really do events like that because <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing really for me. I can't lie. I like Kavemt is like I want them to be like so lit, but they're just it's not, not hitting. It. It. They're just not hitting. It. They just ain't hitting. It. Someone was talking about. How, do you know frugal aesthetic? Frugal aesthetic, nah. So he, um, I should put you onto the, a lot of these fashion YouTubers. There's like frugal aesthetic. There's um, there's fashion roadman. Threadication. There's threadication. There's someone else as well. <laughs> there's Tommy Pointer. Blasi has a new channel. Fashion Demix. Yeah, there's fashion Demix. There's fashion lover for FHTV. Um, what's his name? Um, fuck Hobson, yeah. <laughs> Why fuck Hobson though? <laughs> that's how I was. I don't know. That's, that's been his channel for a couple of years now. Okay, like three, four years. So I, I, I started seeing his channel around the time that um, Hidden NY was really taking off. Yeah, it's like twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah, eighteen, eighteen, yeah. Um, yeah, fuck Hobson was talking about um. Chords, yeah, a lot of brands. What do you think about Gosher and uh, Chrome Hearts and stuff like that? Me, yeah. Um, I started to like do a bit of research into Gosher like a few months ago, and I do actually kind of like the style. I know he was like kind of because I didn't know about this before, but I know he was kind of cancelled, yeah, yeah, I think I'd. What was it like to do the model or something like that? Yeah, and juries out about whether or not he was actually. Yeah, I don't think it was really that intended like that. Yeah, but like, yeah, just talking about the clothes and that, I like it. I mean, from what I've seen of the Gosha stuff, I kind of like it. I like the uh, Ross Vet stuff as well. Yeah, 
I think from what I've seen it's dope I haven't probably done enough research on it to say like I'm into the brand like that but they give me a pretty good vibe some of the things that I've seen <laughs> and he has um there's a new one like a, a new line in it it's called like GR75 or some, something like that I don't know about that I'm not sure if it's part of like Rossfit or yeah GR Uniformo or something like that yeah yeah I'm pretty sure that's what like yeah and I've seen a couple of things from there as well and I like them too um and yeah chrome hearts as well it's a similar feeling like i like the way it looks i like what i've seen i like some of the jeans that have the crosses on them and that but i feel like it was very like when was it like 2019 2018 2020 yeah 2019 2019 yeah 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 and i feel like i yeah i kind of was uh on a different path <laughs> during that time <laughs> So I, I didn't like really be paying attention to fashion like that. But from what I've seen, I do I, I do like it. Yeah. yeah. I I really fuck with um, <clears throat> Chrome Hearts. They gave me Rick Owens vibes. I mean, they're both like kind of LA based. Mm. They both work with like actual like ornaments and metals and kind of like architectural designs. So um, Chrome Hearts is more like metal jewelry but they'll do stuff like desks and ladders and interest timberlands like, timberland boots yeah like okay. but those are like three to five grand like yeah um do they actually make clothes yeah like they make t-shirts jeans and that yeah yeah i'm not sure about jeans but t-shirts hoodies hats yeah mm. um piece has got a pair of um timberland chrome hearts Yeah, they were kind of cold. It reminds me of something like SGP would have worn. For real. That's why I was really into Chrome real. Hearts because it was like, it was a real SGP vibe. Yeah, yeah, 100. Yeah, those, they, oh, actually, yeah. Yeah, they have nice details as well, like the the ends of the laces and the, the I don't know what you call them, the things that the laces wrap around. You also cannot buy it online. You have to buy from their store. Stop. And apparently, I think you have to make an appointment as well. Are they like hand customized? Yeah. yeah. It's cold. That's why everything's so expensive and they're so like, they are for the Hollywood like rock star, essentially. Mm. Or A-list, B-list celeb. Mm. Interesting. Which is like what, what um, a designer like um, Eddie Sleman, like, he provides rock chic mm. so yeah I, I fuck with that like that Rick Owens Eddie Sleman Chrome Hearts kind of vibe that, that person that they're catering to I fuck with that heavy because mm -hmm. it's like it's like a modern Kurt Cobain mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. it's like yeah it's elevated punk elevated um, grunge elevated punk that's interesting elevated grunge it's an interesting term it is um, I mean, probably not the Rick Owens. That's that's more like, I mean, Rick Owens is is a whole different thing in, in itself. I can't lie, it's its mm -hmm. own community. From like, there's just so many things about Rick Owens from the Dark Shadows, the Ramones, the Kiss Boots. <coughs> Did he design Kiss Boots for the actual band? 
No, no. Oh, no. The the Rick Owens Kiss Boots. If you see them, they're they're more than funky. <laughs> uh, I've seen one or two people in life, like as close as you are to me, like actually yeah. wearing them. Yeah, they look very difficult to walk in. Uh huh. Very dangerous to walk in. Uh-huh. And I, I highly doubt you would ever buy any of them ever in your life. And I highly doubt you would even try them on. I'm not sure. I don't think I even tried them on. You might have seen them. Why are they called kiss boots? I don't know. <laughs> like, like when you said kiss, I was thinking about the, the it might, band. It might be because of the band, to be fair. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, mostly men wear them. Oh, they are. I want to say they're men's or women's boots, but mostly men wear them. Yeah. There's so much. Yeah, going I can't on. say I fuck with them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you seen the Rick Owens uh, Doc Martens? Mm-hmm. Were they on there as well? So with yeah. like the laces all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, mm. <laughs> can't say I fuck with them. So I would take it that you're not into Rick Owens. I get that the Dr. Martins, I had to take a pause before I said that. <laughs> <laughs> so there might be something there. I won't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> in in terms of concept, yeah, I kind of, yeah, that's why I had to take a pause. But I think if I actually saw someone wearing them in real life, it'd be like, mm, hmm. no. <laughs> I feel like something's got to be said about SGP though, since... Since we're here talking, I don't know. Like we, oh. we glazed over like and just mentioned them there. That's true. With the Chrome Hearts, yeah, man. I don't know like what it is about SGP, but like, just so like influential. Like, even now, like listen. To be honest, I haven't listened to. Mu- I'm not even sure if he has put music out recently, but like even some of his latest releases is so like. I feel like no one gets it, and yeah. I don't really know why. I mean, I don't know. I kind of get why, but it's like, it's so like raw, but like it, it's so at the edge as well. Like, what do you mean at the edge? Like in terms of like setting trends, not not even setting trends, but like being on the, what needs, he's saying what needs to be said. Like he has the aesthetic that needs to, needed to be yeah. put out there in some sense. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's mad. Like I wonder what's like, why why like how has he got this power like like, like, where did he get this steez from like why is he so unique i liken him i I think he's a revolutionary and i liken him i see a lot of easy e and tupac in him Mm. like i have since day one like since i've heard like uh 90s nigga yeah and i didn't even listen to tupac or easy before like and i just knew like he's on some shit like especially now that I'm hearing like his old and new stuff, I seriously hear that Easy and Tupac and him from like the Easy kind of gangster West Coast horror sound type and like type of beats. Get that, yeah, 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 I can see that. But the inflection and delivery of like a Easy E, yeah, 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 get that, yeah. And then initially when he started, he had like the spiritual kind of message of of a, of a Tupac, like a hate, like dear mama type, not like that, but. Like, like Raid of Prayer or something like that. Yeah, or Elevate, that yeah. type of, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> but at the same time, before that, he was also under like... um, That music is so hard, oh my days. Like, like a stripper shit. What the fuck? 
Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. So it's like it's like crazy, like the lack of stripper stuff, and like um, then you have like mystical maze and elevate, yeah, yeah. and like yeah. don't give a damn. It's like, yeah, how the fuck you do that? Then like all the Africa barters of the world, and yeah, yeah, um, dreams and wishes, and mm. just all the compilation mixtapes, the DJ stuff. I want to fuck Shade. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Africa put bar. I'm sure I said that. Um, NASA tape for the love of money. Like, yeah, this is all like very early SGP stuff. Yeah, and yeah. like now, where I see it is so terroristic, like <laughs> so anti-human, anti-life, straight terrorism, and I fought with it so heavy. <laughs> it is so quick. Like, how do you make like the move from like elevate and um go to black and shit like that and like the dumb like or like suck a dick 2011 2012 mm. um i wouldn't say he's anti-human i wouldn't say he's anti-human or what was the other thing anti, anti i said anti-life anti-life yeah i wouldn't say he's anti-life or anti-human but i feel like it's like the way i see it it's like when he came out he still had some faith in the game like faith in like hip-hop as a yeah. culture and now I feel like eradicated. He exactly, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. It's gone. Yeah. Hundred. And I fuck with that. So <laughs> yeah, same, same. That's why I feel like that's what needs to be said because it's like the scene. Like it's like it's just not there. It's just not hitting like that. That's what I said about being in 2022 compared to 1970. It's not. It doesn't feel like real life anymore. And like what he's doing feels like real life because he's like it's true. Completely. He's not putting faith in the thing. That's clearly not working. Okay, yeah. Or clearly like not hitting the spot. Yeah. Clearly not like hitting that reality. And he's not putting any faith in it. He's completely like bringing it down to what it's supposed to be. Like doubling down. Say. Yeah. 100. Even though like no one's listening <laughs> to him anymore. Or like no one's really, or, like very, very few people are still fucking with him. But at the same or time. Or even understand it. People don't understand, but at the same time, that's made his legacy like go up. Because like every, almost every day I still see. Uh, how Space Ghost Perp um, impacted hip hop. Yeah. Like 800,000 views. Shit. Yeah. Shit was like from three years ago. That's it. And almost every week I watch the um, six minute rant. Which one? <laughs> There's so many rants. Like. Um, Space Ghost Perp uh, hates every human. <laughs> 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 it was like, uh, first and foremost, fuck that nigga. <laughs> Raw wave. How your fat ass was doing donuts on Instagram? Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's crazy because like Blackland Volume One is so good, but I've been listening to Blackland Volume Two since it came out, twenty sixteen. Wait, what's Blackland Volume One? So Volume One is, I believe, like a stripper. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, sixty-six point six. Yeah, yeah. Volume Two is, um, Trill. Do you remember? Okay, yeah, like Trill, many years, like 2015. Kind 2016. Of yeah, yeah. That day when... We, That's uh, the video. Around, yeah. That day when we looked, went to that science museum in Oxford Street. Science museum? The one with the... You took the picture of me for the blue cover. We went to a science museum? I, I remember the blue picture, yeah. We didn't actually go inside. We were okay. outside. Yeah, that we were, huge building with the blue light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We took the picture. We yeah. were talking outside there for a while. The pub that we went to that day... Okay. It was when Trill, that Trill video dropped. Okay. Yeah, Trill was on um, Revenge 2. Right. Um, sorry, not... It's called Black uh, Land 2. Black Land 2. There's a song, Revenge 2. 
Perp, King of Kings is like the first song. The oh. intro, Tupac is on the intro. Oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that instrumental is then on track one, which is Perp, King of Kings. Yeah. You have the track with Chapo and Black Cray mm. towards the end, which is hard as fuck. <laughs> I was listening to that Chapo verse yesterday. That shit is dumb hard. I need to listen to that. Dumb hard. <laughs> if I say a line from that Chapo, it's not, that shit is ridiculous. Like, yeah. <laughs> nice to listen to that. What did Chapo say? Could have kept your bitch, but I gave her back. I was in a trap. Leave a nigga handicapped. You know Chapo keep that strap. He really keep that strap. And everywhere I go, his shoot was where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, I listened to Black Lamb Volume 2 since since 2016. Mm. And I thought, what what really got me at the time I, um, was his line about shooting up Rolling Loud. Okay, what did he say? He said, um, shoot up Rolling Loud with the fucking pistol. <laughs> <laughs> no talking, just pulling up. Wet you. <laughs> shoot, shoot your tour bus up. Nigga, I won't forget you. Yeah. Shoot that nigga. Kill his nigga and his partner. You already know. Shout out to Opolaka. Huh. <laughs> yes, yeah, talking about sh- uh, grabbing the pistol and shooting up Rolling Loud before Rolling Loud was as big as this. Like Rolling Loud was like the underground, like place to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact that he spoke so brazenly about shooting <laughs> up, <laughs> and then like two years later was performing at Rolling Loud. <laughs> That was so that uh, that was legendary, bro. Yeah, so that that hooked me. That's I think that might be his favorite um black project. My 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 favorite project by him, like for sure. Blackland too. And I listen I listen to it so consistently because it's such a good a body of work. Yeah, it really demonstrates like I, if you want something like a body of work to um have a theme or a motive. Or like a, yeah, a theme basically. This is this is a fucking solid theme. Mm. I'm not gonna say like his other bodies of work and projects weren't like complete, but this like he's so anti. It fits so well. Like, yeah, mm. you just got just gotta listen to it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'll have to go back. it's so. I just hear terrorism, just straight terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he this is, we're we're in terrorist SGP um, space right now. What in terms of like culture right now? In terms, yeah, in terms of like, I think like some of his music he'd be making and shit, and like, it's not all like 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 that all the time, but he's definitely lent some credence to that through like the imagery and the songs and subject material and attitude. Yeah. Yeah, cause he he's one of the only people really saying how it needs to be said. Like mm. sometimes I find myself hundred percent get into that headspace, and I I, I I like being able to double down and actually say how I feel, cause it really be like that, like for everybody. Mm. And listening to I really resonate with that six minute rant he did. <laughs> he said, "Fuck black people, fuck white people, fuck Hispanic people." <laughs> 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 I don't give a fuck about nobody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has a lot of rocks. 
like back in the day when he was on Periscope, um, beefing with X, that shit was so legendary, bro. <laughs> Isn't it called RPX? Him, RPX. He was calling him was an extension course. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, about about the realness in hip hop, I feel like X had it, and his music had it. I don't know. I don't really like talking about X because he really fucked up that girl. I don't know about that. Yeah, his girlfriend. Like, he really fucked her up. Her eye was. Yeah, like when you really like punching up girls like that, it's crazy. So like, yeah, I know, I know, like he was really trying to turn turn things around, but it's like when you talk about real, you have to then address all these things at the same time. If you're not going to address true. it, then that's like true. that's why I fought with Adam Twenty Two because apparently he had a, he had a case from 05 from domestic abuse, but he he will openly talk about it and address yeah certain shit yeah yeah. But when you just give one side of things and you're talking about I'm trying to change myself but you're not actually saying why and what people are vilifying you for, it's not really that honest. I so that's, that's, that's the only issue I have. Like, if you're going to be honest, be all the way honest or don't just say that you're, you know, keeping it real and trying to make a change. Because, like, what's fucked is all his friends were there as he was bullying this woman and they just carried on being friends with him and no one really helped her. Is there a video? There's so much information and evidence. Like, this woman was even getting death threats after being beaten up by him just because he, he was huge, you have to remember. Like, and he had a lot of fans. And they were really terrorizing her. I think they might have, must have doxxed her or some shit and sent death threats and all, the, you know, all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, because he had issues, but that doesn't obviously excuse you. I mean, she no, had even worse. She had even worse issues, which is why she was in such a vulnerable state. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. But I feel like I can't discard the music just based off that. Oh, yeah, don't. I'm not asking you to do that. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I get what you mean. Like, I wish he hadn't done that so it didn't detract from his yeah. talent. Because yeah. I, I remember one time he spanned Joey, Joey Badass, like, Quite badly. He did what? He spun Joey Badass on his lo- one of his last albums. Yeah, I think I remember that. It's like when you're able to do that and really showcase that what you're capable of. You know, you don't need other stuff that's going to bring you down. Because then, especially like in the black community, when someone's so alternative like him, mm. they would love just to be able to bring you down because you don't fit into the... Per, quote unquote perfect mode like they'd much yeah. rather prefer a, a, a the baby without the controversy than a ex like just the normal crowd or whatever yeah because i mean x kind of stands for something different or stands for something different yeah the baby reminds them more of like a 50 cent i suppose yeah x is too progressive yeah yeah yeah, yeah. way too progressive yeah yeah which is fucking sad but you know What's sad? The fact that he gets uh, the sideline. That he's he's progressive, did something to that woman, and because of that, people have the opportunity to discredit how progressive he is and mm-hmm. still kind of try and marginalize and call him a weirdo type of thing. Yeah. Because it wasn't cool until the youth started making this, like distorted music exactly like X and Pump. Up until that point, it wasn't cool. Yeah, no, no, yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, can you, can you, like, it's an interesting question about what you, how you treat someone's music and art, like. When they've done something crazy. Yeah. Because it's like, you, you can't treat that relationship that they, him and the woman had as if it was, like, the relationship is. the music. Yeah. Like, the relationship is its own kind of ecosystem. Yeah, it is. So, but yeah, no, it's an interesting question. Like, what do you do about that? But, like. Yeah, just taking the music for what it is. I had the, it gave me like, at least some of it, gave me the same feeling that I would get from it, like SGP music. Really? Or other music that's root. Well, that's a bit, that's a bit far actually. But like, you know, going that way, at least going that way. Okay. That's interesting. Like in the beginning, just in terms of the energy. Like it was kind of similar with like Odd Future, similar vibe. Yeah. Early ASAP, similar vibe early TDE similar vibe like that kind of family it's interesting you say that and the fact that you can notice these things like I'm not sure if I would say anything of like what you just said but yeah it's, it's interesting that you can not the, these things. not the same but like in the next generation of that and I wouldn't be able to point to anyone else really that I can think of right now in that generation that carried the torch to any extent for me it was Lil Peep and that was way before X as well, because like yes, well, I never listened to Lil Peep to be honest. Because for me, it wasn't RP even from RP Peep. It was like he was one of the first people, like quote unquote, in the underground that like I said this guy is talented. Like mm. nah, that like, he's he's gone. Like, <laughs> mm. I just see it coming. Like so, what the fuck? Like he can actually make good songs, and he's got some emotion in him. And he's got this, like, he had this, like, rap aesthetic. He was fucking cool, man. He was mm. actually cool. Like, mm. yeah. That's that's one person I can say, I can say for sure. Because he, he, he had the look. Um, and he was always putting out music. Mm. I mean, not going to say, like, all the music was good, but it was better than a lot of people's. And the fact that, like, um, you know, people have a, like a way of recording and making the sound, the voice sound like good. He 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 had a particular way. Mm-hmm. He was one of them artists that people would like either make YouTube tutorials on how to sound like Peep, yeah, yeah. or they would type on YouTube and how to sound like Peep. Because mm. mm. he he was that talented and that um. I guess influential, like I I still I still see a lot of influence from um from him today. Like, like it's hard to like point out, but once you see it, mm. yeah. And the fact that people still ride for him to this day, like yeah, he 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 made his mark. Um, Definitely, I don't think there will be an artist like him. Mm-hmm. There are other sick artists in the world, but he had a particular drawl and inflection. Yeah, there was this one tune I think like Romeo's regrets, um, him and Bexy. Mm. Yeah, because he, people was one of those people as well. He had he really switched it up. It's not like he had one steez. He dyed his hair so many different colors, like black, red, pink. Mm. And every time he looked tight, mm. he could dress as well, like very fashionably, and he was tall as shit. So, mm. yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, he had it. And um, he used to get all the girls. Like, even when he was, like, everyone found out he was bi. Oh, shit, I didn't even know that. Yeah, he was going out with McConan before he, just before he Shots, died. no way. Yeah. Damn. When he died, he was going out with McConan. Damn. Didn't know that. Yeah. It's crazy. He reminds me of um, sorry, Blade reminds me of him. Not like music wise, but yeah. Mm. It reminds me of uh, SCP on his in his rant. He said, um, "Bones, you've been emo for six years. <laughs> <laughs> you still sad." <laughs> he said, "He just come out the closet." <laughs> what should I? Can I actually play? I can play the thing because we won't get. I don't know. If it's going on Spotify, probably. I don't know. No, it's a cool. It won't get stru- struck and down. This is basically what's put up this and every human on earth. Okay, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Shall I play the whole thing or not? Or bits? Whatever you feel like. That's how I'm coming. If somebody on here on that one saying, fuck your dead family, nigga. I know you niggas out here fucking trannies. Every last one of you niggas in these comments don't fuck the this nigga in this shit and i will beat the shit out of that nigga even though i wasn't disrespecting the comments i want to say fuck the comments fuck the comments fuck black people fuck white people fuck hispanic people fuck all you motherfuckers i don't care about nobody i don't give a fuck about nobody fuck you oh yeah definitely <laughs> fuck that nigga the baby you bitch ass nigga your name the baby oh I'm a real, I'm more bloody. All you niggas, look at my fucking shorts. Fuck say the baby too, you bitch ass nigga, you fat, greasy motherfucker with that ugly ass, stupid ass beard. And fuck that. And first and foremost, fuck that bitch ass nigga Rod Wave, you fat piece of shit. You fat singing snort, you fat snorlax singing ass nigga. You the fattest fuck nigga I ever seen. How your fat ass was doing donuts on Instagram earlier today, you bitch ass nigga. You a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he he on some shit. Mm. That was space goes put up this in every human on earth. <laughs> you want to wrap it up today? Yeah, I guess. This is what I think. This is episode eighteen. I'm 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 gonna say it. <laughs> episode eighteen of the Just Tape Podcast. Episode eighteen of the Just Tape Podcast. Yeah, it's been your boy Remy. And your boy Sans. Yeah, we out. We out. One young shine. How do we end this one? Like, you mean technically? You press the button. Yeah. I think like this. That's it. Yeah. <laughs>